2: Force Radio The 90 game 9290 game.com. Ah, oh, I should have talked over that little when Doc got swinging anyway. It is Sam and Greg on this 22nd day of May. We say to you, Good morning, Georgia! Good morning, and you find folks, uh, special good morning to you and Tyrone. Tyrone, Ty- Tyrone,
0: right Tyrone Georgia. down on the south side. Yeah, go down there.
2: Where were you on this date? When that song was performed for the last time. This is the anniversary of the last oh, the Tonight Show. The last Tonight The Show. last Tonight Show.
0: Uh, was up watching with everybody else. I'm trying to think of the year. 92. 92. Johnny signed off 90, on this date in 92. 92. 92. I, was in, I was in North Carolina, living and working in North Carolina uh, at the time. And, uh, and everybody tuned into that because you've you just grown up, that being the thing that you, you know, just watched. I, Plus, I he was it.
2: the most famous. He was the most famous person, celebrity wise, in this country, period. Yeah. For the longest time. Because you even if you were famous in other genres, it was to get on that show. Now, maybe the last few years was different. He was, you know, Swan Song and all that, and other people had stepped up. But anybody who came and challenged him, knocked by the wayside. Yeah. They left. Arsenio. Don't remember.
0: Well, I don't know if it knocked Arsenio. Arsenio came out and he was. And he left. Yes, Arsenio's. And the, the thing that well we could get into story, yeah that, 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 that's that's a whole different story. He got you know they they, they kind of teamed up on him. But 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 uh, but, but Johnny's thing was great, and the uh, the arsenal of people who would be a sub host for him when he was out would be so impressive because the people that he would have sit in. Sometimes it would be Joan Rivers, sometimes it would be Cosby, sometimes there different people would sit in. I mean, sometimes Leno had, had a right. chance to sit in, and so that would be that would be kind of big for him to invite somebody to share
2: that with. It, oh, it was it, a badge it, it, of it, it, honor to do right, that.
0: Absolutely. You know, it said what he thought of them and where they could go.
2: You and, know. and to carry a network only working three days a week.
0: How about <laughs> he that? carried
2: that network financially. Yep. Yep. But here's the thing that really, you know, two things. One is nobody ever knew who Johnny voted for. No. So he kept politics out, although he had politicians on. But in the early years, if you look at some of these uh, retrospectives about him and that particular show, what he did, you can say what you will about it, but Johnny never dipped his toe into, I mean, this dude came right through the 60s with all those issues that were in front of America. And he had Dr. King on the show. He had these people who were upsetting the establishment in their way. And when they showed up on The Tonight Show, it's when he had that particular Specific guest hosts. So when Dr. King came on, when when Dick Gregory would come on at the time, he had Harry Belafonte as the co-host. So Johnny didn't get himself into that conversation. Yeah. So if you go back and look at some of these people who who were not necessarily political, but they were folks who were who had a cause and the purpose during those years, even the seventies at some point, Johnny knew I'm gonna take that day off. And let somebody who's more connected with what this other person is yeah, doing yeah. ask the questions. Yeah. And and that was brilliant on his part. Listen, there's a reason you last thirty years Absolute, on TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. And,
0: and, and you know, and, and boy, other thing I do, he's a great tennis player. He lo- he loves play tennis. <laughs> you go, yeah. he love to play tennis. There you go, yeah. love to play tennis.
2: <laughs> anyway, Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 the game, ninety two nine the Game.com. Speaking of all time greats, um, stepping aside, do we need to see Tiger again? I know there's conversation about him possibly being ready for the Open which is I think it's on a links course this year which means it's going to yeah. be completely flat but yeah. listen to some of the commentators they say they would not be surprised if he gets himself prepared 25 days from now for the U- for the US Open
0: I wouldn't be surprised
2: I won't be surprised either but why uh, He's b- not b- b- exce- b-
0: because it's a major and he feels to me that's to me that's the main thing and he's got to give himself a chance yeah, I mean, and next we, and he, he may go out there and everything click, or he may go out there and what happened this week happened. Well, so, I mean, that, up that, that's until
2: yesterday, thing. it was somewhat respectable. I mean, he finished, he he was right there with Jordan Spieth at four over. Yeah. going into the third round yeah. now he put, the wheel- he put up a couple of cricket numbers
0: and that's what you want to see. you want to see can he go out there and put up a couple of cricket numbers he did in the second round the second round and, absolutely so makes you say okay for all the troubles he had in the first round second round he puts up a 69 69 could we hear 68 you know you know that that's the thing when he does that it gives uh, in, in in giving him hope but it gives all of us who are fans of his hope that maybe he can at least do that again. Not saying he can go out and go out and throw a, a 65 or something. and No, but he can come back and do that again. You know, it keeps him on the leaderboard. It keeps him in, in contention. And it keeps him, you know, just, just driving for this, this last day, uh, still with a chance for p- something to happen. But when you have what happened to him yesterday happen, you still have a round of golf to play. Right. But do you really want to see it? Listen, this you know this, what I mean? He, I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see it. I
2: don't want to see it either, and I understand. And just so if you want to attribute his leaving the rest of this PGA to just weather, and weather at this point, given his rehabilitation, is you oh,
0: know, he weather. He's hurting.
2: Well, he's. We know he's hurting, yeah. but the weather just exas It, 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 it amplifies it. Uh, and just, so, whether twenty-five days from now, if there's bad weather to U.S. Open, is he going to be able to? you know, surge through it or not remains to be seen. But I don't know that. We, I, I would really love to know his mindset once he gets out there, because we've heard him say what he said as far as the, going into a tournament. Tiger, why are you here? You don't need it. You're, you're rehabilitating your legs. I'm so, here to win. Because I think I can win. Yeah. Okay. That's great. We've heard that from him since 96. Okay. But now it's different. It's different. Every situ- Everything is a situation when it comes to these athletes. And so what is his mindset? If he knows he doesn't have to do it and he knows that being out here on three layers of clothes, which is what he had yesterday, um, and, and, and putting his leg through this, moreover, knowing what he's got to do after the match to prepare for a possible Sunday, is I look at the weather being the reason for that. Okay. If that's the case, do you think rehabbing your leg and getting yourself able to walk comfortably or more comfortably for the US Open and then for for the uh, British Open will give you that opportunity to win? God bless you. But if you're just doing it to be to prove that you can go out and play at your level, you know, or somewhat close to your level after this car wreck, I I and of course I'm just speculating, but that's all the wrong reasons why to do this. Kids have already seen you win, which was the biggest hurdle. Kids heard about daddy. Daddy hadn't played, came out, won East Lake, then won the Masters. And we saw what surrounded it. We saw when you go out and play with your son, the, the commotion that it causes. Charlie's probably got himself. An, <laughs> would you be surprised if Charlie's got himself an NIL right now? <laughs> would you be surprised? If
0: he, if he, if he, if he wanted that. If he, wanted, he, he doesn't need it. <laughs> so,
2: anyway, we will see what happens. But, again, deprived of a red shirt Sunday. No. and, and
0: but. Mito Pereira. Mito Pereira at nine under par uh, rounds of 68, 64, 69. Don't blame him. He's putting together a heck of a tournament. Um, Problem so is he ain't see, bringing me to the TV. But he's doing that. And, like I said, it was up and down. Wills of o- Torres was leading when yesterday started. He's at minus six, um, you know, we, we had, my goodness, what happened to Rory McIlroy? That's the person who would have kept people he there. He was 65, a 71, exactly. and a 74. Uh, so, like I said, it was like the stock market yesterday, just up and down. Uh, if you want to watch for some folks that we know from around our area, you got Bubba Watson and Stewart Sink. That's UGA and Georgia Tech. Um, you know, those guys are at, at 200 par. And see what kind of rounds they can put together today. They, you know, you you got some guys there. And Cameron Young is a guy who's, uh, who's been doing well on the tour. We'll watch and see who comes out. Justin Thomas is, is at minus two. You know, you go out and play another round today. Like you said, the weather, the conditions are going to have an impact once again today. And so you don't know. Just because you're leading right now, you don't know how things went up with this. And I think there's a little – there is some suspense. There is no Tiger. Uh, or There's no Phil. There's no Rory uh, <laughs> to to win it. But but there is some suspense as far as who may or may not win. Have you seen this up here? they're showing. up. Oh, there. yeah, with Dion. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Well, my thing is in the, inside the park home run. He had a problem with somebody this week uh, on this day too, Dion. I was trying to think of him and in, in, uh, Carlton Fisk anniversary of some kind of beef that Dion had with them. But either way, um, yeah, that was that was against the Yankees back on uh, July July seventeenth. I mean, I was thinking about, oh Lord, what was it? What's wrong? Um, I was thinking about something that you were saying, and then you brought the Dion thing up, and I started looking at the TV, and it th- <laughs> threw me all off there. You got me all discombobulated. I, right I
0: didn't want to do that to you, I, but but, I but no, you no, did. No intention, no intention of doing
2: that. Uh, um, anyway, Sam McGregor Sports Radio, ninety-two nine the game, ninety-two nine the game dot com. I know that there was something we're going to get to. Um, talking a little bit more at the top of the 9 o'clock hour about baseball, but you're looking forward to seeing these guys sweep the Marlins. I just want to – you had alluded to some, some baseball stuff. You get a chance to see that today.
0: Oh, hopefully so. I mean, first of all, it's good to see them win a series. By winning the first two games, they won a series on the road. Um, and as anyone will tell you, winning series, taking two out of three, taking two out of three consistently – That's the thing that elevates you and brings you up to the top and allows you to get that lead if you become consistent in getting two out of three. Uh, It's been hard for this team lately. It was hard for this team to do it all year last year, right? all season practically until the back end of the schedule. So that's what made this such a big deal that they had the chance to do this last night with the 4-3 win uh, that they had in the game last night, which was, a you know, they hung on and got the victory in that one. It was good to see. Uh, Kyle Wright went five innings. Um, you know, scattered only, only two hits and no earned runs, so that was nice to see. And then uh, of course, Kenley Jansen comes on in the end and uh, and gets the save. So it was um, a good game to see. Good to see some bats still contributing. Ozuna, you know, get get getting a hit. Albies getting a couple of hits. Uh, Acuna DHing. That's what they decided his role would be because of the church. Yeah, you don't need him out there running no.
2: around like okay. But again, save some of this because we're going to talk more baseball and some other stories surrounding it coming up at the uh, top of the. Top of the hour. Um, Did you hear what happened to Drew Brees? He got fired. Hmm? He got fired. Fired? He got fired from his job he had for one season. One and done. According to him, he quit. Yeah. (laughs) Drew Brees is no longer with NBC doing football. Wow. Yeah.
0: He's barely there.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't even know if the nameplate still stuck over his locker there. It was one year, one and done. Again, we talked about the changing. Why do you think that was? Because he's not that exciting. It's like what we're listening to right now on Sunday Night Baseball. David Cohn. Just a snore. Got all the credentials in the world, just like Drew Brees. But listen, you can go back throughout the history of television when that all-time great retired. They tried to do some television. I you mean, know. they've done
0: something because right now all the lineups are changing. They're all changing. As, as well, far, that's course the NFL, all, all the lineups are changing around. And shout out to our homegirl, Maria Taylor. She's not yes. going to be the football night in America uh, person for NBC. The host, yeah, yeah. As,
2: as well she should. Tariqo's yeah. moving into the booth. Listen, we know that was happening with streaming and, and 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 Amazon was getting in and all these other people were going to be throwing their money at the NFL. And, of course, the NFL is just like, thank you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank you. you More you, over you, here. Okay. If you, you guys want to broadcast got, our yeah, games,
0: you got some. You go. How about you? You yeah. got some you want to.
2: <laughs> and that's what's going on here. There are people who are available. One of the names that has been thrown out there that is negotiating for one of those prime spots is Richard Sherman. Okay. For NFL, okay. right? Okay. okay. So I, you know, what do what do you want? Is it the information? Is it the affirmation? Is it the entertainment?
0: You want to find that combination if you can.
2: Very few can do all of those. I Know it, I know it. But very but,
0: but few. You, uh, you know, you don't want the information to get lost. To me, for the real, for the real fans. But you know, especially for a prime time game, we learn from Monday Night Football. From you know having Howard Cosell, you want that colorful character that's going to say that say that thing that you're going to either love or you're going to hate, but you're not going to
2: forget. But it's got to be the right colorful person. Because Dennis Miller didn't make it on, Tony Kornheiser didn't make it up there. they weren't right. And and yet Dan Dierdorf stayed forever, and this guy's just a lineman, but he had the information, but he had that lunch bucket kind of way. He delivered his whatever he was trying to say that connected with people. It wasn't John Madden-like, but it was as close as you could get.
0: And you considered what position he played. You said,
2: okay, I, I can buy that. From a guy who's you know, yeah, linemen are the I mean? smartest of the bunch. Yeah, like, they, those are guys who end up being senators. Didn't they even Offensive bring Rush liner. Limbaugh up there for one season? They brought Rush Limbaugh in. Well, he was studio, <laughs> but still on
0: Before a football season. broadcast. You don't remember that? Yeah, for a whole season. For a whole season, Rush Limbaugh was on I, ESPN. I know he came on, but I didn't know. I didn't think he lasted. Yeah, the whole yeah, season. yeah. Well, I don't know if he lasted. Yeah, lasted. Look that one up. He was pretty much there for. I don't think he lasted the whole season. You know, and he said something about somebody. Yeah, but but he he came out of a sports background. You know, he had, worked in, he had worked in sports That's true, before. he did. Yeah.
2: But so. it was who he was at the time being, who, who, it, who, had, who they who, went after who, and try to get who, that who, audience. Yeah, who
0: he had become. But, uh, yeah, he Well, listen,
2: been. you can't feel whoever – What Drew Brees needs to take solace in the fact that, A, he's a Hall of Famer and, he, you know, he's still got the love. He ain't never got to buy a meal, you know, down south here. No. Okay?
0: Well, he might have to buy one in this town.
2: <laughs> that's true. He might yeah, buy well, one. We, he we, will he, definitely have to we, buy one we, we, here. We, we ain't
0: giving him nothing. No, nah, that's
2: true. But, I mean, from Joe Montana to Emmett Smith, those guys, they just didn't make it. They just – uh, whatever the reason why. Um, we are going to switch gears, no pun intended. I always do that when I get ready to introduce Adam. Wow. Adam Alexander from FS1. Well, we we're talking NASCAR, and I always say switching gears. So, that's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. By the way, Chief Brandon asked about you last week. Speaking of golf – yeah, I want to know if you're going to get out there with us.
0: i have to come something.
2: All right. Of course, radio 929 the game, 929 the game.com. It's Sam and Greg. This is from the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah saw the pictures the other day of the queen sitting with tom cruise yep and of course your your question is what what's in the purse sam has wondered his whole life what the, what does the queen have in her purse and i'm just saying some she has some you know handkerchiefs she got a blow, or she got a little sweat on her. She get, she got a little. Somebody bit. else to do that. No, no, no. She well, why she going to have somebody over. else do it? She, she just reaching over that over. purse, man, it, and it, do a little Jerry Tarkanian? It, 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 Imagine her having a towel over her shoulder. No, and chewing that, on it. That, 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 <laughs> that would be a, be a picture. I just say what's in the purse because she don't have to carry money anywhere. On this date, eighteen forty-three, yeah. the first wagon train happened in this country. The first wagon train left left uh, Independence, Missouri, for Oregon. How long do you think it took for them? To, took them to get there? About a month. <laughs> yeah, it took actually it, it just seven hundred to a thousand people, and it did. It took it took a very 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 long time. Mm. I say that in because we're getting ready to talk about cars going nearly two hundred miles an hour with Adam Alexander, and I just had to get that insignificant tidbit. Have you thought about the wagon train lately, Adam? Have you given it's it any thought?
3: Bit? Actually. Uh, you know, I think it was about five or six years ago, my son was doing a project on the Oregon Trail. Wow. And so that was probably the last time that the uh, the wagon train thought process came into my mind.
2: There you go. There you go. See, this is why I bring up this stuff for a reason. <laughs> uh, go ahead, man.
0: Always great to spend some time with you, Adam. The All-Star Race, uh, we reached that here in Texas. Um, we figure it's going to be pretty hot out there as well. Um, but, but thoughts about the things there, and as always, uh, time to do some different things with the format when we get to the All Star Race. How are you with that? How you think it's been received, especially uh, the changes with qualifying?
3: I-, I liked what they tried last night with qualifying. I
0: thought that was u- unique and different. And
3: you know, it's uh, anytime you try something new, you never know what the results are, are going to be, which is is what that process is all about. And, and I have not really gotten an evaluation on what NASCAR thought of of last night. Uh, but i I do like that head to head and involving the pick crews like like they did and and it's something that especially with an all- star race that you should to me continue to do and, and allow it uh, you know to evolve and see where it goes and and uh, and you know I, we've seen a lot of out of the box things, including points races on dirt and and there were a lot of folks that were like, that's the craziest thing you could ever do and and obviously that has turned out to be. Uh, something that that is enjoyable and, and a huge success so I like what they did with qualifying format tonight it, it seems to be a little bit of a moving target with the all-star format they've never settled in on one thing it's part of the lure I think of the all-star race is what is the format going to be this year and it's another one of those things just like pit stop you are just like qualifying with a pit stop you don't know how that's going to play out till you execute it but, but they've got some elements tonight that I think, at the end of the day, should, should create good racing, and in particular in that final stage when the money's on the line. So that's what it's all about.
2: Adam, I'm, and I hate to go back, and I, and I didn't want to interrupt you because the All-Star Race is tonight, but can you, for our audience, just break down as much as you can a little bit of how they did change? What were those changes for qualifying? What were the unique elements that were in place that aren't normally there um, for qualifying?
3: So they did one round just like you would do any week, one, one lap, and then, and then they take the top eight guys and they put them in a bracket, you know, one verse eight, two verse seven, and so on. And you went head-to-head with the guy in, in your round. They started you on pit road. You launched and went into a pit box. The pit boxes were set up side-by-side. You did the pit stop, and then you left pit road, no speed limit, got off a of turn two as you, as you would during a green flag pit stop, and then raced down the back straightaway and all the way back around to the start-finish line. So there was a pit stop element. There was a racing element. And uh, I, I like that side-by-side, number one, that, that head-to-head. And I am also a big fan of... Of the you know the bracket, I I just think brackets are fun. I, I don't care if we're talking right now about the NBA playoffs. Um, you know, once we get into you know the NCAA tournament is, is the ultimate bracket. I'm just a big fan of of one and done elimination and advance and uh, and so I thought that was a cool element of it.
0: Fantastic, folks, spending time on the waitforit.com hotline on this Sunday morning with Adam Alexander. He is social. Uh, you can always find him on Twitter at Adam numeral one Alexander all lowercase. Adam numeral one Alexander all lowercase. We got Kyle Busch; his crew has him up front. But does that really matter in this race?
3: I, I would say that that it's it's somewhat significant. Um, I mean, it, it always you know can be certainly, but but there's a couple of elements that make starting up front extra beneficial tonight. Number one, the the opening stage is only 25 laps. That's that's not a long run and and so if you can maintain that position and and win that opening stage uh, that that's going to put you in a great spot going forward throughout the rest of the night to be up front for that final stint of the race when you're going for the one million dollars the other thing is and and very limited practice time yesterday so i don't know that we learned anything there but the other you know part of starting up front is is it's just hard to pass at texas this is a, a track that classically has, has been challenging to get around someone you know the dirty air the, the turbulence that's in the air when you get behind another car just makes it, it difficult to make a move and get around them regardless if you're faster or not so you know Kyle Busch has got a great car he's got great speed and and then you give him that track position he's really good at restarts um, I, I think this is a big advantage for Kyle Busch to go out and have a chance to win that opening stage and if he does as long as he can stay top 15 in in the second and third stage, he'll start on the pole uh, when they're running 50 laps per million dollars. So I I think all signs point toward, you know, Kyle Busch is is the guy right now going into tonight's all-star race.
2: It's Adam Alexander from FS1 joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. How would you explain this year so far Um, if you had to, pinpoint one or two things is it the the young drivers the youth of the sport is it parody is it the next gen car what would you say it is right now as you look at the season so far
3: i would say you know a lot of the things you just said and then they're they're probably you know kind of all intertwined together you know the, the one word i would probably use to describe the year not to ask me for one word but it would probably be unpredictable and and i think we've had that um you know with what you said there's been a lot of parody and so you, you've had 11 winners in 13 races. And, and some of them, there's there's no way that we would have anticipated that they would be drivers that would be pulling into victory lane in the first half of the regular season. And, I mean, you can make a case for a lot of these guys. But if you were, were to predict, you wouldn't have, have said Chase Briscoe is going to win at Phoenix or Ross Chastain is, is going to win at Coda or Talladega. Talladega is obviously a little bit more of a wild card. Probably wouldn't have predicted, you know, Kurt Busch was going to be, the third Toyota to win this year, and, and that's the case. The only guys that, that beat him to the punch, Kyle Bush and, and Denny Hamlin, he's won, and, and Martin Trex Jr. hasn't won. Christopher Bell hasn't won. So I, I think there's been a lot of guys win that we didn't expect, and and so with that, the season has been unpredictable, and I, I would say that one of the big reasons why is the new car, and it has balanced the competition, and it's made it's created uncertainties that have made the racing uh and and the race is outstanding how, how about this 13 races 10 of them the pass for the win has happened in the final 10 laps i mean these races are going to the wire so we, we've had drama and 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 it's just been really hard to figure out who's going to be next and and you know tonight's not a points race so you don't you know it doesn't have an impact on the playoffs uh, but, but I think next week at Charlotte, we'll pick up right where we left off with this unpredictability.
0: Well, spending time on the way for a outline with Adam Alexander, and of course, with uh, Fox's coverage of NASCAR there in Texas for the All-Star Race. Last week, Kurt Busch got a win for the uh, 2311 uh, racing team. Talk about the, get them getting that win. We, we always talk about the car and what it could mean for all teams, some other teams having a chance to be competitive and get wins. Um, and he drove to that victory last week. It was it, it was big for that team.
3: No question. And and you think about all the the new teams right now and the impact they're having. Colleague Racing running two cars full time, but part time last year they win a race with AJ Allmendinger. Uh, you know Justin Marks and and Pitbull at Trackhouse, and they won twice this year uh, with uh, Ross Chastain. That's a brand new team started last year. And and then twenty three eleven, you win last fall with Bubba Wallace and that's your first win in, in team history, and, and here we are, you know, 20 races later
1: or whatever it is,
3: and Kurt Bush has pulled into victory lane, and, and they've not only won twice, but they've won twice with two different drivers, two different car numbers, and they are laying just quite a foundation for the organization, and, and I go back to Daytona of last year when Michael Jordan sat down with with Michael Strahan and, and our group at Fox prior to the Daytona 500. And he said, we want to win. And I'm like, man, you just, you just don't do that. You just don't start a team in NASCAR and come out winning. It's just not how it's worked in the history of the sport. And here we are 15 months later. And not only are they winning, they've won twice with two different drivers and, I think about all the hurdles you have to climb to be successful and, and to start a, a second team, um, you know, start a second car with your team. Uh, that, that's a big undertaking. And, and for them to be in this position and the way Kurt won, you know, it wasn't like they, you know, fuel mileage or, you know, played strategy and it rained. And, you know, it wasn't that. I mean, he led over hundred laps, pretty much dominated the race and won. So uh, the, the foundation is really, really strong for that organization.
2: You know, we sit here and listen to Adam. And this just occurred to me when he was, when he, was he was making that uh, analogy about Jordan, and that is, by extension, happening in a lot of other sports where you shake your head. You started off by describing this year as unpredictable, and 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 not being able to put your finger on one thing as to why things have happened the way it is. The changing nature of NASCAR as in total and you know, people aren't supposed to do what Jordan and that team have done. I'm just saying we've seen it across the board. We're talking we start the show talking about the changing nature of college football with NILs and all of that. And it's just the way life is in sports in twenty uh twenty twenty two. But my my question to you is this, Adam, because Sam and I brought the, he brought this up to me earlier in the show, and I just don't know what to think. We got an all-time great who I don't know if he gets the respect he's got for doing what he's done seven championships. But the news came out: Jimmy Johnson qualified for the Indy Five Hundred. What am I to think about him? Is he going to start his another whole other career driving, in uh, you know, open wheels, or is he just kind of just continuing to do what he loves doing? But this is an all-time great who's who's doing something a little bit different than what he's known for, and yet not really making any noise on that side of the fence. But He's got the opportunity to do it. So, again, as I ask you, what am I to think? What are we to think if you're a NASCAR fan seeing this all-time great dipping his toe into open wheel the way he has?
3: Well, I think most just feel like you're immediately a fan of Jimmy over there and you have now a rooting interest even if you're not an IndyCar follower or fan. You know, I think immediately the NASCAR community will latch on to Jimmy uh, because it's kind of like he's one of their own. And so and, – and I – I know there hasn't been a ton of fruit for for Jimmy in IndyCar, did the the road course stuff last year, and uh, I I think this is more in his wheelhouse, and I think we've seen some signs in Indianapolis, you know, this week, um, now that they're on the Oval, that that he's someone that could be a player, and and obviously the Oval thing is way more in his wheelhouse, given, you know, all the, the Oval racing he did in NASCAR, you would think this is a much better setup for him uh to have success uh, than than on the road courses even though he was he was okay road racer when he was in NASCAR so i'm anxious to see what he does this weekend and and to answer your question i i feel like that this will help some NASCAR fans gravitate uh to indy uh, a week from today and and celebrate whatever success it is that that jimmy has and you know he's trying to you know join some some legends and winning you know, both the Indy 500 and the, the, the Daytona 500, and, and that would be pretty cool. And it would be, you know, you talk about one of the greats all time. He certainly has been that in NASCAR, maybe the greatest ever. Uh, but but to add an Indy 500 win to his resume, given everything he's experienced in stock cars, would be truly
0: amazing. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Well, Adam, it's always great catching up with you. Uh, so glad you had some time for us this morning, especially with the all-star race and things. Is it hot out there? I understand Ross Chastain had a little... Dehydration uh, on Friday during the truck race is it? Is, the, is yeah, that yeah? You know
3: that was one of the big storylines last year. The heat um, and it was really hot Friday and yesterday, but a, a cool front last night and, and today we're expecting highs in the seventies. Uh, lows got down the low sixties uh, last night in Fort Worth, so so should be a, a great day for the All Star race and not near as as hot and humid as it was last year.
2: All right, thank you, Adam. As hey, always. Hey, thanks, guys. Had a great
0: Sunday. You too. Now
2: you too. Man, well, I was thinking about this when he was talking about that, and what, but everything about this NASCAR season, as he said, has been unpredictable. Yep. And and for that team to do what they've done, listen, we've seen it a little bit in some of the other sports. You know, Jacksonville Jaguars come in, Tom Coughlin's their coach, and they make some noise. Yeah. Charlotte, when they landed, Yo, uh, made almost some noise. right away. Almost yeah, right, right away. away. So it, it does happen. It just doesn't happen that often, though. I want to thank Jimmy, jo- uh, Jimmy Johnson, Adam Alexander from <laughs> FS1 uh, joining us show. I do. I just get worked up into a lather when I think about some of these people who have done what they've done and don't get the credit for it, and it's right there in front of you. And yep. why Why is, is it their personality? You know, um, that the masses don't give them their due. Coming up top of the hour, we are going to be talking uh, more NBA. Terrell Thomas is going to join us, some more baseball. But up next, a little uh, opportunity for you to find out where the money is flying around through the state. A casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports radio 929 the game, 929theGame.com. 90 it's Sam and Greg on Morning. the 22nd day.
0: Morning. We just going to give a shout out to some folks.
2: Do whatever you want to do. This is your show too. No, all, the,
0: all the graduates. All the graduates. People who are graduating and from whatever level you're graduating from, congratulations. You mentioned someone who was playing January. In the open. Who graduated, oh. someone who's playing? Oh, in-
2: oh, 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 uh, uh, Coco. Yeah. They picture her with uh, her, her gown on, not the cap, but the gown, and it was yeah. open up, and she was kicking her leg up, her muscular leg, they showed, yeah. and yeah. right in front of the Eiffel Tower. Graduated. Or in proximity to it. So, And that's
0: her high school graduation.
2: Yes. Yeah. Now, that would be yeah. something if it was college. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's pretty impressive already, but, but, yeah, completing high school, graduating. I saw some pictures out of Cal Berkeley. That um, they had a total meltdown at their graduation. What do you they mean, had a what big graduation. Said, I, the people came in, and whatever the, I guess the the graduates were impatient with what they were doing as far as, and just got up and started walking around. Really, they just got up and started walking around, and, and, and family members had come from all over the place, and
2: so there was a, there was a brouhaha.
0: It's just kind of just just kind of just walking around, having conversation with people. Is he through talking? Can we get out of stuff yet? <laughs> you know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, out here. A, a lot of people think it, right? But, you know, you, you rarely have people actually say it. Can we hurry up and get on to why we're here? You know, we're supposed to sit there and listen to that speech.
2: <laughs> Along those same lines, on this date, <laughs> in 1856, violence broke out in the U.S. Senate. Whoa. In 1856, the senator from South Carolina took a cane to the senator from Massachusetts. Wow. Yes, it happened. And you know, I damn got no injury reports here. <laughs> it's not like an NFL. <laughs> Were they invited to come back the next I week? D- or they they or don't say. They just, say, just said know. the senator from South Carolina you, you go away for a while used a cane on the senator from Massachusetts. Wow. So I wonder if he was that's a Panthers uh, Patriots game. If he was admonished, he was something. Yeah. <laughs> he was dirty. I know that much. And anyway, that <laughs> happened in a sentence. Wow. Um, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask you guys a couple of trivia questions. Movie-wise. But I'm going to send you first to the website, 929thegame.com, slash casting call. Um, you're going to see the list of job opportunities. Destination casting. January's got like five different projects, um, excuse me, needs for this one particular project, which is a period piece. It's in like from the 40s. Okay. So when I talk about period pieces, those of you who want to submit, if y'all got neck tattoos, you, you know, unless you can cover them up, they didn't have them back in the 40s. No, they did Okay. You can't have crazy Marcus Smart hair. All right. They didn't have that in the 40s. Got to have natural hair going. Or you can just take the dye out and then put it back in when, you know,
0: you the roll is over if, with. If you got a car from that. Right? Well,
2: they're not asking for cars this particular week, but there's some really? roles on there where it's multiple days where you want to submit yourself for. Um, but listen, one of the things that's on this is near and dear to my heart. And I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this before, but one of the things that I have always said and one of the greatest enjoyments I've had in life is go-karting. Okay. I had a friend who lived on the end of the block who was one of these dudes who would build a go-kart out of whatever. He'd take an old lawnmower, take the engine out of the lawnmower, put it on some kind of frame. Next thing you know, the kids in the neighborhood had a go-kart. And then it busts like a couple weeks later. Then he'd fix <laughs> it up and do it again. He was one the guy probably owns three three body shops right now. He's one of the top mechanics someplace. And anytime I see an opening that's not being used throughout my life, Tracy, I tell you this: anybody who's ever known me will hear know that I say this. They should turn that into a go kart track. That's just my thought. Anybody, I, any kind of open area that's not yep. being used, yeah. I believe that's a that's a perfect place for a go kart track.
0: You don't want to put like field turf on it? Dude, do I want a like go-kart
2: track on everywhere, wherever there's an opening. I want one in the middle of Piedmont Park. I love go-karting. I just it it's you know, it's something I just enjoy. And I love it. And I'm I am two years ago. No, I'm sorry, the year before the pandemic. So yeah, about four or three years ago, on my birthday, Tracy's like, What do you want to do for your birthday? And every year I try to come up with something different because everybody goes to the usual restaurant, this and that. Like I'll choose Dave & Buster's, places like that in the past, and then the kids can go off and do what they want to do, right? And then I can do what I want to do. But we went to the uh, Andretti go-kart oh, place. Oh, man, that place I is nuts. went there. That's where I wanted to place spend my is birthday.
0: nuts, man.
2: And I had a big time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had yeah. a big time. So I say all this because Extras Casting Atlanta is looking for those of you out there, ma- males and females, all ethnicities, who want to be go-kart patrons. And by the way, this one is spelled wrong here. It says with a C. But anyway, go-kart patrons, 18 to 25 years old. And I will say this because this is starting to happen, but definitely not with all of them. They're not checking vaccine status. Okay. You're going to have one paid COVID test, which will be required ahead of time, but they're not going to make you jump through all the hoops. But, again, you'll see this under Extras Casting Atlanta, major TV project looking for those of you who want to ride around on a go-kart and get paid for it. There's a need for something else that we hit, we deal with here all the time. Central Casting is a new streaming series that they're doing. They need mascots. They need those of you who have been Live a ma- as a mascot. Or in a uniform mascot. In the uniform, they're going to hook you up. and If you got one, that's even better. But they need energetic, enthusiastic mascot performers. Okay. All right, and just read through everything there and submit yourself. So, again, you guys got any questions about any of this stuff that's happening in front of the camera? Greg.Clarkson, odyssey.com. Same for behind the camera, whether it's voiceover work. Talked to Bill Seller the other day. He he sent me a text. He says, you interviewed an influencer. He's seen my scene and killing it.
0: Uh, The TV show it's on uh, right now uh, on NBC, uh, uh,
2: Peacock. So he saw But anyway, Bill, uh, at a VoiceOver Studio, those places are there. But, of course, the list of casting directors will keep you busy throughout the course of the week. You go to their uh, social network pages and they, wherever they're putting stuff up and submit yourself. You don't have to wait for me. And I give you a breakdown of how to submit yourself. Couldn't be easier. Uh, and, again, I will be on with Canon tomorrow on um, Star 94. Okay. Giving you updates with the casting call. And Ramona on V103 on Tuesdays. Alright, you guys ready to participate in this? What you got? Right, we're gonna have a little fun here, there's, there's a couple uh, just see your knowledge of some of these movies. What the hell? I don't do this enough. All right, the code in the matrix. The code in the matrix comes from what food recipes? Hang on. Sushi recipes, dumpling recipes, stir fry stir fry recipes, or it always looks like pad thai, but it's pud thai recipes. Okay. You have a guess, Sam? Matrix, not a Family nation. How about you? I'm going to say sushi, but it's you're a total right. Guess. It is sushi. sushi. Okay, it is sushi. Um, who actually drew the sketch? Who actually drew the sketch of Rose in the Titanic? Was it DiCaprio? Was it Billy Zane, the guy who played her husband? Was it James Cameron, the director? Was it Kathy Bates, who played the unsinkable Molly Brown? Now you're talking about in the actual film or yeah, in the Yeah, the film, life? but who know? Who drew the 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 the, the DiCaprio, portrait? DiCaprio, DiCaprio. No, no, not in the movie. Okay, I'm okay. saying Wait, somebody actually drew that. Okay. And, that I think, you oh, know, yeah, he I was actually, that. I think I know. But who this. hang on, it could have okay. been him. I'm saying he's part of the four that right. could have drawn it. It was it DiCaprio, Billy Zane, Cameron, or Kathy Bates. Who would you like to say? I think I read somewhere that Kathy Bates is the artist. I okay, that's your guess. Yeah, that's my guess, yes. Sam, wanna take a guess? Not it wasn't Zane. No, it wasn't. Okay, I'll, I'll just move on. <laughs> you don't have a guess. All right, all right. It's James Cameron. The really? Du- really? Yes, oh, okay. James Cameron right. drew it. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Now, okay, everybody's gonna know this one. Which country did Forrest Gump travel to as part of his All American Ping Pong with his All American Ping Pong team? China. That's your guess. Yeah. 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 yeah it, ch- was it was China. It's an easy yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Now, here's one. That you may not know, and it's going to throw you a bit. Okay. Now, you have to remember the movie. All pulp, right. Pulp Fiction. Okay. All right. Which famous Pulp Fiction scene was filmed backwards? It was filmed backwards, or it was edited backwards. Okay? That's Vincent and Mila's dance scene. Mia, excuse mm-hmm. me. Mia's overdose scene. Mm-hmm. Royale with cheese scene. Or the Ezekiel 25-17 Scene. Mm. Come on now, we got a time limit on this. Alex, don't give you I'll all that it. much I'll time do there. I'll do it. Y'all just take a guess if you don't know. Give me the second one. Um, Vincent and Mia's dance scene. Mia's overdose scene. The Royale with cheese scene. The Ezekiel twenty five seventeen scene. I'm gonna say the overdose scene. Okay. I was saying that one too. Why would you say that one? yeah, uh, I don't know. I never t- okay well <laughs> you, I'll tell you this, you're both right, okay. okay. But the reason it was done backwards is because if you remember Travolta has to stick that needle right and he didn't want to do that. He felt uncomfortable doing that don't blame coming him. down on her like that. Yeah So what they did they filmed it with his arm going up. And that's okay. how that's how Tarantino showed you. So you didn't see him. You saw him coming down, but right, then it was right, cu- and it right. cut, okay. and then it landed. You know, you saw where it landed, but then coming back. But Travolta did not feel comfortable coming down. I'm going to say this carefully, um, bringing that that, and again, movie apparatus. Yeah. You see what Alec Baldwin's going through, right? Yeah. You don't want to yeah. have no mishaps. Yeah. So back then, he didn't want to stab her like that. So they did it because he was trying to uh, rebuild his career back then. Well, that's you know, it's. Uh, they say Pulp Fiction was the movie that it did it pretty resurre- much resurrected his career. So yeah, yeah, you can't be having no on-set accidents when you're trying to resurrect a career. What? And finally, well, well see, everybody knows this one, but we'll just do this again because who was the first black black person to win an Oscar? Sidney Poitier. I, I should even. No. He's the first male, but he's not the first. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, knows, right. you know. Sam. Black,
0: black person. Um, Hedy McDaniel. There you go, yep. Hattie for, yep. uh, for for, for going with, with the, the win.
2: But this is the, the one I was going to ask you last. This is a silly one here. Which actor was in the following movies: The Outsiders, Wayne's World, and Tommy Boy? Tom Cruise, Matt Dillon, Rob Lowe, C. Thomas Howell. Wow! I want to say it was C. Thomas Howell. Okay, Sam.
0: I go with C. Thomas Howell.
2: Ah. Both wrong. Boy. The guy who had the most famous, excuse me, the most infamous video from this city during the last Democratic convention that took place here, and that would be Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Okay. Y'all remember? You don't remember the story of Rob Lowe getting in trouble here no. in Atlanta? I remember that. Was, Ended I, up being a video, which I by the way had, a, which I had a copy of. Man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, he did something. Y'all Google that up there. But anyway, uh, we do all this silliness during the casting call, but it really is to let you guys know. I want you to know about the money that's flying through the air because of the film industry here. And it is about to wrap back up and get real busy. Some productions have been ending um, over the last few weeks, but it is about to get busy again. And and make no mistake about it, while some of the productions, at least during these summer months, are laxing their protocols as far as getting people on set, because that's one of the hurdles that everybody in the industry is dealing with is getting people who want to get tested, to get vaccinated. We see this in all manner of society, but the industry is dealing with that. So they're looking for fresh faces. They're looking for those of you who unfortunately may be between jobs, but this is a revenue stream that is there. You show some kind of responsibility. They're going to call you back. You got a car that's working. They're going to call you back. Um, there are certain jobs behind the camera. We talked to somebody yesterday um, that you want to investigate because while you will get paid healthy, okay they are long hours and some of them you may have to join the union but the union in this, like all unions, I guess, they will protect you and make sure that you get what you need and there was a you know possible strike that was averted early you know into last year right because of the hours that are now, the industry tried to make up a whole lot of you know time when things had to shut down. And made the workforces work crazy hours. And people had enough. And they were going to shut things down. Uh, they negotiated a new contract, everything. And of course, it's never the way you really want it, but people are back to work. So, again, you want some uh, answers uh, to some of your questions about how you guys dip your toe into this industry? Again, Odyssey.com, And you can see the list of all the opportunities this week up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times, he is going to join us coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. Going to get into uh, what we saw last night between Boston and Miami and what we can expect to see tonight with Golden State and Dallas as the, finals, as the playoffs continue, conference finals continue here. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,